We'll get to episode 243 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to tell you about Believe You Can 2023. It's the virtual talent show presented by the Keystone chapter of the NFB of Pennsylvania. It's coming on October 14th, and tickets are on sale now. So head over to believeyoucan.live slash tickets to make your purchase. There's $10 for an individual ticket, $25 for a watch party, and $100 for a gold circle ticket. Again, that's believeyoucan.live slash tickets. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 243 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benge on all the socials. I'm really glad you're here for this episode. I really do appreciate it. We've got a few things to talk about, and let's just start off with It's really football season now, so if you haven't watched it yet or you forget what it was like, head over to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash football and you can see the draft video from a couple of years ago. I promise I won't say it again this episode. Just ICan'tSeeYou.com slash football. That'll get you there. All joking aside, I do have a few things to talk about, and today's episode really revolves around food. I've gotten together on two separate occasions with some blind friends And I don't separate them like that. It just worked out that way. A couple of weeks ago, we were invited over to Juliet's house. Juliet, I've spoken about a couple of times. She was at the IRS building. She works for the IRS. She came into the blind bodega when I was working, and we had reconnected there. And then I've seen her off and on a few times during our Philly meetup. She invited a few of us over to her house. She has a great townhouse uh, over in Drexel Hill. Really nice. And we saw something there, or I saw something there, that made me rethink a townhouse uh, in the future. We had a townhouse in the past and had some issues. (laughs) And email me if you want to hear about them, (laughs) because it's horrible. But Juliet's neighbor had a fenced-in backyard, and obviously that would be something that we would like if we were to buy a townhouse so we can just open the door and let Ziggy run out. And that would be something that we would need. So we don't have to put him on a leash and always take him for a walk. I don't usually do that. I've taken him for a walk in our backyard this past week while they were doing the siding on our house. But that's because the gate was open and there was all sorts of materials back there and equipment. So looking around our house and seeing what you can get made me think, hey, a townhouse would be okay if we could do a fenced-in yard. And I'm not talking about a townhouse in Drexel Hill or even in Pennsylvania. I'm talking about a a warmer place like Spain or Mediterranean coast in France or wherever, Italy, whatever. So it's something that I think is doable now that we saw that. But the cool thing was I was there, obviously Juliet was there, and Lisa and Harriet were there. Uh, I've obviously talked about them quite often. Lisa is the co-host of White Canes Connect and actually the creator of White Canes Connect. And Harriet is the president of the Keystone chapter. So there's four blind people in one house at one time, which I'm not sure if there's a law against that. But the one thing that I really wanted to touch on here was Juliet. When she invited us, I thought, okay, I wonder what she's going to make. And Liz kept saying, well, it's probably going to be a cookout. I said, I don't know, but maybe. And I didn't know what to think. And Juliet had asked us to bring stuff. I brought Liz's cookies, uh, chocolate. I don't know if they're called chocolate chip or chocolate chunk. They're really good, though. And so I brought those. Harriet brought some some things for uh, before dinner, and as did Lisa. So... There's four of us there. We're all blind. Lisa probably has the best vision of all. I'm not sure what Juliet's vision is. It's it's not great. Probably in the same boat as Harriet. I don't think it's as good as even mine. Not that mine's great, but in that room, it's <laughs> it was probably on the better end of the scale than on the worse end. But Juliet made salmon and rice and... Um, I don't remember if they were green beans or Ari Cover. Either way, they're great. I love regular <laughs> regular green beans or the Ari Cover. 
So she made all this, and I'm thinking about her doing all the prep. She didn't go and buy, it wasn't that she went and bought frozen salmon and just threw it in a microwave or did something. Everything that she put on it, the spices, the spices that could be fresh, like ginger and garlic, she did on her own. She didn't get not even the stuff out of the jar, like the garlic Liz usually buys. If she's not going to prepare it uh, fresh, unless it's something where we use like the whole the whole clove, she uses the minced kind that's already in a jar. You know, you you go in and you measure however much you need and you throw it in whatever you're making. She actually, Juliet did, actually slice the fresh garlic and same thing with the ginger. And I love fresh ginger. That always makes me feel so good. But she prepared all of this stuff. And again, she was blind and, and she did refuse <laughs> help from all of us again, because that's something that I know I've talked about here that when I'm making something in the kitchen, it's hard for me to concentrate on everything that's going on if somebody's talking to me, whether it's on the phone or actually standing there in the kitchen. So she prepared everything. It was awesome. It was a nice night. So we sat on her deck and ate out there. And she had a nice back. It overlooked almost, it was like almost overlooking a park, it seemed. (laughs) And technically, through the trees past her uh, property line, it technically was a park, but (laughs) it's not a park that you really want to look at. It was a cemetery, coincidentally, where my grandfather, my dad's dad, is buried and has been there since uh, 1936. I didn't go and visit. Uh, We visited once and uh, found the grave, which is a very big cemetery there. It was quiet and it was just a nice night. She had some music playing and just, I was thinking of all the things that she prepared and it made me also think of, I played the clip last week of Chef Deborah Erickson, the Uh, from the blind kitchen, it made me think of all that and how here is a blind woman preparing food for us, other blind folks. Uh, It made me feel a little bit better eating. I I don't, (laughs) I don't, if I can get away with using utensils without using utensils at dinner, I am, that is my favorite thing. So if it's something I can pick up and eat with my hand, because it's, it's hard for me to hold forks and spoons knives are a little bit easier because they've got a little bit more handle to them (laughs) but if i can use my fingers i am so happy and that actually uh, i'll talk about it in a minute played a part in what i ordered the next weekend when i went out to a place in center city with harriet and lisa and mark from the keystone chapter we got together in Center City, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I I got a sandwich there because I knew I wouldn't have to use utensils to eat it. So that plays a big role when when I'm out and what I want to get. But I, I was far enough away from everyone where I was sitting that they probably couldn't see how I was fumbling with my fork and fumbling with cutting uh, the different things uh, obviously the rice you don't have to cut and whatever was in the rice, you, you just kind of scoop up and, and eat. That was not too difficult. But again, it's it's painful for me. But just thinking about that and thinking of all the different tools that the blind kitchen has, and I'll, I'll get into one of those tools in a minute. And it made me think that here is someone who can do it. Why can't other blind folks do it? I'd be fairly comfortable doing it. Maybe not to the extent that Juliet did, because I've never really made salmon. I I make omelets. I could make some other things. Obviously, stuff on the grill I could make. And I'll get into the grill in a minute. It was a nice night getting together with everyone. Again, it wasn't too hot out. It was before this heat that is happening now around the Philadelphia area has happened. And it was just nice to be out and just sitting and talking. Uh, Again, talking about things that we're all familiar with. Although some pe- some people didn't know of some of the older references that Lisa and I knew about. It was the day that Bob Barker died. And as soon as I said, oh, did you guys hear that Bob Barker died today? And I said, it makes me think of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and Juliet immediately said, the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> and... uh and it just made me think now she's she was the youngest of the of the group <laughs> lisa had no idea and harriet had no idea what that movie was and it was just kind of funny but it was a nice evening together and it was nice that 
all the work that she put in to prepare the meal and everything that we had there. And it was just good to get out. Now, fast forward about a week. And like I said, Harriet, Lisa, and Mark and I met at City Tap House Logan Square. Now, I had never been there before. Mark and Harriet had gone there. At some point, I think they were doing some Keystone event where they were handing out flyers and they went over there and got dinner either before or after doing that. And this was a good place. So if you're in Philadelphia, I would recommend uh, City Tap House. It's on North 18th Street, 100 North 18th Street. And for me, it was really easy to get to. And (laughs) it wasn't, I shouldn't say real easy. The most difficult part with most things is getting from inside of, in this case, Suburban Station in Philadelphia, outside to where I need to be. There are a lot of different exits, like there are in most train stations, that will leave you on different streets. I didn't use any app to get out, but before I got out of the station, I... I thought, you know what? I don't know where the bathroom is going to be at the restaurant. I know there's bathrooms in here. Let me find the bathroom here first. I had actually tapped out from the place in Philadelphia. They they have these machines that you tap in on when you get to the station or you go towards your train platform and then you tap out. And it shows when you look at your bill, you say, okay, I tapped in here, I tapped out there. And they also scan the card on the train. So I had tapped out thinking that the bathroom was outside of the area that I needed to be. And when I found a SEPTA worker, and SEPTA is the regional rail and transportation company in southeastern Pennsylvania, it literally means southeastern Pennsylvania transportation agency. (laughs) When I found the person, and I, I originally went to a guy that looked like he was wearing the same type of white shirt that the conductors wear. And when I asked him, I said, oh, bathrooms around? And and he said, oh, I I don't work here. I'm sorry. And um, he said, there's a lady in, you know, uh, straight in front of you uh, around 15 feet. So I walked over to her and I asked her about a bathroom and she let me in because I didn't want to tap back in. And she showed me where the bathroom was. And it was, it was very nice of her. She actually walked me all the way over to the bathroom. Now the bathrooms, or at least this bathroom in suburban station it wasn't a wide opening in fact i don't know if it was wider than an actual door but on one side was the ladies room on the other side was the men's room so as i approached the door she said okay we're here and i said okay uh which way do i go she taps me on the right shoulder and i thought okay she's tapping me on the right shoulder that means i said okay so i go to the right and she says no 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 go to the left over here (laughs) which is the story of our lives (laughs) over here where I could hear the blower going in the, the hand dryer thing going in the men's room. So I went in there and I, and again, this lady was really, really helpful. And I, I don't know what her name is. She never told me her name, but she waited for me to finish and then walked me back out to the same place that she let me back in at. And I said, okay, I got to get to 18th street. How do I go? And she said, right over here. And she said something that sounded to me like she was saying Etsy, like the marketplace that you go to online. And Liz bought some bookmarks there, some Ted Lasso bookmarks that somebody had made. And, you know, those types of things. You can get print-on-demand stuff, all sorts of things. I thought she was saying Etsy. She was saying exit. (laughs) And she said, 17th Street is right up here. And so she took me to, I said, okay, I'll, I'll find it. She's like, no, no, I'll take you. <laughs> so she takes me, I go out 17th Street, and I get to the top. And just as I get to the top of the stairs, my phone rings, and it's Lisa. And she wasn't sure where she was at. She knew where she was at. She didn't know how to go where she was standing. So I told her, I, I, I asked her, which way was she facing? Which way did she come from? And so forth and so on. I said, all right, you've got to go left and go down 18th Street and just keep going. You're going to cross over JFK. You're going to cross over whatever the next one was. I forget already. And then you're going to be there. So when I hung up with her, I then had to figure out where I was. I knew that I was standing on the corner of 17th and something, but I didn't know what that something was. I knew it was a big street. I knew it wasn't market because market goes two ways. 
I thought, well, what am I going to do? Let me ask Siri, where am I? I said, Siri, where am I? Funny enough, she answered, I'm at 17th and JFK. So I knew that that was JFK. And then a lady came over to me, I guess, hearing me talk to Siri. She said, do you need help? And I said, this is JFK. And I pointed in front of me and she said, yes. I said, that's 17th, correct? She said, yes. I said, I want to head west. So I I pointed, I I want to cross 17th. That 18th is the next street, correct? Not 16th, right? She said, yes. I thanked her. I waited for the light to change. I crossed 17th, got to 18th, and I knew I had to cross 18th because I knew the um, the restaurant was on the west side of 18th. I like to look before I go, so I knew that the even numbers were on the west side and the odd numbers are on the east side on, a, on 18th, and I'm guessing on all the other number streets. So I crossed over 18th. I waited for the light. I crossed over JFK, and when I got to the next light, which was whatever that street was, it wasn't, oh, I think it was Race street lisa was there so i met up with her and we then walked the rest of the way together and we had trouble finding not i don't want to say we had trouble finding it but there were no numbers on some of the buildings so again i had to ask siri where we were and uh, at one point she said 112 north 18th street and i said no we got to keep going we walked a little further we saw some tables outside on the sidewalk And she said, I wonder if this is it. And she looked around and saw the sign. And so we knew we were there. So we went in. We asked if we could eat outside, which we did. We then waited for Harriet and Mark to get there. Mark was the next one to arrive. He took an Uber. So he was dropped off right at the door. Harriet was coming from I don't know where. I think she was coming from work. She had started school. She's a teacher in the Philadelphia School District. And she has this crazy commute each day just to get to work and home from work. It's it's unreal what she goes through. And it's not really that far from her house, but she has a long commute. She ended up coming last. And once we were all there, we started ordering. We had actually ordered some drinks beforehand. I, of course, had the the iced tea, unsweetened iced tea with extra lemon. Uh, which was great. Uh, Danielle, who was our server, brought us extra lemons for me. And uh, Mark and Lisa each had an alcoholic. Mark had an IPA and Lisa had some sort of tequila drink. Wasn't a margarita, though, I don't think. It, t- it turns out it was <laughs> it was $19, whatever it was. And she didn't like it very much. So Harriet gets there. We order. But before we ordered, and I knew most of the things on the menu that I was considering, there was a salad I was considering, and Harriet ended up getting that there. And I would have gotten that. If my hands felt a little bit better, I w- probably would have gotten that. They had fish and chips, but again, I didn't want to eat the fish and chips with my hands because I don't want to look like that. That, that blind guy touching everything. <laughs> and I thought about a burger, and when she – so Danielle told Harriet the menu, was reading the menu. So I was listening, and when Harriet asked about – the handhelds, and she mentioned the burger, it kind of turned me off. I don't remember what it was. There was some sort of sauce on it that I, I didn't think I'd like. But she did mention, and I actually had forgotten about it, this hot honey chicken sandwich. And I ended up getting that. Mark also got that. And it was really, really good. It was really good. And again, and again I could pick it up with my hands. And uh, Harriet and uh, maybe all of them gave me the what for for eating so quickly. But again, I'm not I don't want to hold it. I don't want to have to put it down and pick it up because I'm going to fumble it. And like I do with my phone. So once it's in my hands, I try to just go straight through and eat it, which I did. And again, enjoyed it, even though Harriet thought I ate too fast. But Daniel went through every part of the menu and she she was a she was awesome. And. Hopefully we tipped her enough. It was a pretty pricey meal, but we gave her 35 bucks. It was a little more than 20%. So I guess that's okay. Uh, maybe we should have. I mean, again, blind folks, especially a table full of them, uh, are not the easiest because you've got to basically give a play-by-play of, okay, I'm putting your water down in front of you to your right. And uh, I'm putting your this here. Now, the one thing she didn't do, and none of us asked her to, to do this. I mean, I only had two things on my plate. I, <laughs> I had a chicken sandwich and I had fries. Uh, sometimes, depending on 
Uh, when we were at Juliet's, for example, uh, Juliet would say, okay, at on this section of the plate, on the right end of the plate is the salmon, and then you have a, above the salmon is the rice, and she had also made um, fresh coleslaw. And she said, that's on the left. The, the salmon takes up a good chunk. Oh, I'm sorry, all the way to the right were the green beans. So salmon and the rice were in the middle. And a lot of times a person, when describing the plate, will say, okay, the salmon is at 6 o'clock, the green beans are at 3 o'clock, rice is at 12 o'clock, and the coleslaw is at 9. And just to give an idea, so then the person who's eating has a has a layout of, okay, this is what's here, this is what's there. For me, with both at Juliet's house and with the, especially at the restaurant, again, there were two things on my plate. The sandwich, which had like a brownish bun, and then the french fries, which weren't on the plate. They were in a, I mean, they were on the plate, but they were in a metal cylinder that the fries sat in. So they were higher up, and obviously I knew as I reached forward I could feel the difference. And so that's – she didn't do that, but I'm sure she would have if we asked what's where. Again, maybe with what we ordered, Harriet had a salad, so it, <laughs> it's a salad. It's mixed. It's you know right there in front of you. Uh, so it is – it's not – again, not the easiest thing. And I've, I've talked about it before when we've gone to other places. When there's more of us, after a Keystone chapter meeting, we all go out. And sometimes there's eight of us that go out. So just thinking about that and thinking about – I've been listening to about a month or two ago, I was contacted by someone named Chris Peltz who had started listening to the podcast and reached out to me, and we went back and forth with a couple of emails. He actually has a podcast of his own, which after I heard about it, I said, oh, I'm going to listen, and I have listened. And it's funny because I listen when I'm doing the dishes, which is, as you know, around 2 in the morning, which is fast approaching here. And I always get so hungry after listening to him with all the stuff that he's making. His podcast is called Blind Grilling Experience, and he has this great way of telling stories and talking. I want to get a big green egg now because one of the menus, uh, one of the things on the menu uh, he talked about for football season and fantasy football draft and things like that was making pizza in the big green egg. I thought that would be great. That sounds like a lot of fun and sounds like, well, obviously, if he could do it, I could probably do it as well. But he talks about accessible thermometers, meat thermometers, and things like that. And it's a really great, if you're blind or visually impaired, check it out, Blind Grilling Experience. And at some point, I'm going to get a clip and I'm going to play a clip in Just Listen because, again, I, I really enjoy listening to him talk about the different things. <laughs> and, uh, again, my mouth starts watering as I'm doing the dishes and I'm thinking, watering at the wrong time of night. So, um, So I think about his podcast episodes where he's talked about making different things and again going back to Deborah Erickson with all of the tips that she has and all of the accessible things I got a food scale from her which I may have mentioned last week the food scale is awesome it is a talking food scale it is the best one I've ever tried all the other ones I've tried have sucked I mean they're just way off in weight they take too long to give you the numbers the two issues I have with this one from the Blind Kitchen, it's so loud. It's almost ear-piercing when they read out the numbers. That's one thing. And that I could deal with because I always usually have a, the A-Lady playing either a radio station or music or whatever. So I, there's no denying what I'm hearing when I hear what the weight is. 149 grams. I can hear it loud and clear. Or as they say in professional kitchens, heard. <laughs> the other thing that is probably my biggest issue with it is it turns off really fast. For example, when I make my iced tea every afternoon, I like to have at least 850 grams of ice in my mug. And I know you're saying 850 grams, 953 grams is, sorry, 956 grams is two, two pounds. So you put almost a pound and three quarters of ice I do. So today's tea, for example, was 2.12 kilos. 
that's a little less than four and three quarters pounds. So I guess my arm should be in shape, right? Lifting that all day long while I drink that from about uh, four o'clock on. So I, because the ice takes a while to come out, sometimes the scale will shut off. So I put the turn the scale on, put the mug on, do the tear, and the tear is where you zero it out so you know just how much the ice weighs. You don't want the weight of the mug plus the ice. I just want to know what the ice is. Now, I've, I know that the mug weighs 415 grams, so I know that I want at least 1,264 grams if it does shut off once all is said and done. And when it's been hot out, I actually put more. And then I put in about, um, it's just short of 600 grams of tea. And that works out to probably about 27, 28 ounces, give or take. Maybe as much as 30, but not 32. <laughs> but it fills the whole cup because then I put about 150 grams of lemon juice in. Yes, that much lemon juice. It's fresh squeezed every day by me. <laughs> if my hands can do it. If not, Liz does it. She actually also sent along a couple of gifts. One was a cut glove, which you put on your hand so when you get done cutting everything, you still have the same number of fingers as you did when you started. And the other is, and I've not tried this yet, it's some sort of boiling coin. So you put it in a pot of water, I'm guessing, when you want, and I guess it starts moving around, making noise once the water is boiling. And I haven't tried that yet. I haven't tried the cut glove yet either. The way my hands are always swollen, I'm wondering if it'll even fit. But I really did appreciate her sending those gifts along. It's She did it because we had her on White Canes Connect. Uh, but the scale has been awesome. So I will put a link in the show notes to the scale. I think I put it in last week's episode. I'm not an affiliate. She doesn't have an affiliate program, but I, I really want to help her and hope that she makes it. And so if you're looking for a great talking scale, it is the one to get uh, from the Blind Kitchen. It's just called Talking Scale. If you go to her website, just look up Talking Scale. The one that I have from Eat Smart that I got at Amazon, which I am an affiliate of, that's a great scale. But most days I can't see the numbers anymore, and it's just easier to listen to them as opposed to trying to read them. So in the intro, I mentioned Believe You Can 2023. And what Believe You Can is, if you don't know, it is a virtual talent show for blind and visually impaired performers. And before you say, oh, all blind people can sing, I will spare you, but I can, and trust me on this, I cannot sing. I mean, I can sing. It just doesn't sound good. The Keystone chapter is put on this. This will be the fourth annual talent show. We started back in 2020 because we didn't have any way of making getting donations because we usually would sell M&Ms and Twizzlers and things like that. And Harriet is great at selling those things. She actually sold two bags of M&Ms to a guy who was diabetic at a event in the uh, Lehigh Valley Mall a couple of years ago, I guess before COVID. No kidding. I'm not kidding. This year's Believe You Can, I am the chair. And... I, it is not going to be as successful, I feel, as last year. Last year, we got sponsors, and we made about 2000 bucks. We didn't do sponsors this year. There was a lot of issues back and forth with the state affiliate and coming close before the NFB of Pennsylvania convention, state convention. They didn't want us getting a sponsor that then may stop them from sponsoring something at the convention. We were told they're not from the Philadelphia area, some of these people. We had one company. It was actually, sorry, we had two sponsors out of the six that we had that weren't from the Philadelphia area. One was Blind Abilities, the podcast that Simon is sometimes on, and one that we will promote Believe You Can on, if Jeff allows us. And the other was... You Can Give, which is a charity that supports used and broken canes, rehabs them, and then takes them to folks in usually Africa or, or South America. And these people can't get canes. If they can, they are super expensive. I told you that my cane, the portable one, sorry, the folding one that I got, 
I guess they're all portable because they got to go with you, right? The folding one that I got with the big marshmallow tip and the jabby end or the non-jab end, <laughs> I guess, was 80 bucks from Amazon. The NFB National will give a white cane and they'll do it every couple of years. But the folding one they have, it's more like a telescoping one that I, I don't like. I just I've never liked the, the telescoping things on the tripods. I like the ones that have the bungee inside and you can fold up and uh, they're just better. They're more sturdy. The problem is they're much heavier than Nigel, which is my non-folding one. And, but the, the best part is I can fold it up and put it under my seat. When we were at the restaurant last week, I folded it up and stuck it under my seat. There were issues like that. Our main sponsor, Dancing Dots, is from the Philadelphia area and actually worked out of an office in the school, not as part of the school. I think he might have done music uh, lessons there, but worked out of an office there when he first got started of the school that we raised the money for. We raised money for a school called St. Lucie, and it's all blind and visually impaired kids. We do a Christmas party for them. They each get a gift. Each kid gets a gift. And then when a kid graduates from eighth grade and moves on to whichever high school they're going to go to, we then give them a graduation gift. And it's a chance for us to get to see them and for them to see blind role models. Hey, here's a teacher who's coming here to give us Christmas gifts. And here's a journalist, which Lisa is. And here's a guy that has a podcast and... Uh, has done businesses and things like that. So it's a chance for the blind kids to have ideas of what maybe they want to do as they get older. When we were when we were told that this company wasn't a local company, I think the guy lives in Valley Forge, I think he told me. And obviously that's that's where we're based. You can't get any more local than that. So it just it just was a I don't want to say confrontational is somebody just didn't like that we had sponsors and they were afraid we were taking them away from the, uh, the, the state convention. So we didn't do it this year. So we're going to be short that. I, I don't remember what the sponsors brought us. I probably, uh, I want to say eight or 900 bucks. So I'm also concerned that we've changed the voting. There's not voting anymore. There is not prizes of first place, second place, third place, there will be random drawings for the performers during the show. And so because of those two things might stop some folks from signing up to perform at it, although a couple of people didn't think so, because some people just like to perform. Just the way things are with everybody spending more on everything between crazy prices for dining out or going to the supermarket. So people don't have as much money to go to causes like the NFB of Pennsylvania's Keystone chapter. So again, as I mentioned in the intro, there are three ticket prices, 10, 25, and 100. And honestly, I don't know that we'll sell any 100s this year. We sold to two people last year, bought $100 in tickets. And again, with the reason that we did this 100 because the way our PayPal is set up, we can't, you couldn't order multiples of the 10s or the 25s. So they would have to do four different transactions. This way, they don't have to do four transactions if they want to donate 100 bucks. So we'll see how that goes. There's one more thing that we mentioned on the website. Maybe you're busy that night or you don't have $10 to donate to get a ticket. You can always go to supportkeystonechapter.org, and there you can donate any amount. And I have suggested it. If you donate $2 and check the box that you'll cover the cost, the PayPal fees, on a $2 donation, it's about $0.56. Cents. So for two fifty-six, you could make that donation. The chapter will get $2. PayPal will get their $0.56. Cents. And it's a win for us, and we appreciate that. And same thing with the dollar. If you do the give a buck and then check the box. I don't remember what it is. I want to say it's around 52 cents or 53 cents. There's a 49 cent transaction fee. That's the big part when you're talking about those lower amounts. Obviously, when you're talking about 100 bucks, 
then the percentage of just under 3% is the bigger amount. So that's what we've been working for now. We are going to have t-shirts this year, which I've been so busy with everything else. And as I'm speaking, I'm it's around 2 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, the 6th of September. I was going to record yesterday, and we had some work done. They had to come finish up the gutters on the siding project. Over the weekend, Jane was home. So I was busy with that and doing things with her and getting together with my friends in Philadelphia on Friday night. So just so much going. And then the other website projects, which I'll get into it another time. But just everything. So Believe You Can, again, if you want to help and see what Believe You Can is all about, or if you're blind or visually impaired and have a talent, (laughs) unlike me, you can go to believeyoucan.live slash talent, fill out the talent sheet. We're only taking 15 performers. So basically the first 15 are in. Now we are going to get a couple of standbys because there's always technical issues or somebody gets sick or whatever. So we're going to have 15 people that we will give a spot to and then we'll have a couple of standbys. Simon will probably be a standby because he's with the chapter. I don't know who else we'll get, but we'll see as time goes on. If you want to be a a performer, you have until the 30th of September, unless all 15 spots are filled. Now, we already have a couple of people signed up. Tickets are on sale now, so please go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets, and you can make a purchase there. Funny thing about the domain name believeyoucan.live, Facebook will not allow me to post a link to that site. And it has something to do with the domain name. And evidently, spam comes from less than top-level domains. And there are so many different top-level domains now. .show, .live, .xyz, whatever. There's a million of them. .nyc, a whole bunch. .design, .marketing, all sorts. But Facebook will not allow us to put the link on our stuff, any any of our posts. So we usually send out the links to the PayPal buttons for the tickets, and that's how we get around that. Even forwarding the address from a dot, I think we have a dot org, believe you can show dot org, it still will not. So at some point, we'll probably have to switch over to believe you can show dot org as our main, as our main <laughs> site. But again, any support you could give would greatly appreciate it, and I I do thank you in advance. As the treasurer, I will be counting your money and sending your thank you notes. Now, I was trying to keep this episode short, but I really wanted to mention this because I thought this was really cool. I got an email last night from Be My Eyes, and what Be My Eyes is is one of those apps similar to Seeing AI or Ira. Be My Eyes, up until about six months ago, had virtual volunteers. So let's say you're in a hotel room, and A, you can't find the thermostat, and B, once you do find it, you don't know what it's set at, you don't know how to set it. You could use Be My Eyes, which is free. They have these virtual volunteers, like I think I've mentioned in the past. So they're basically, if if you have sight and you want to do it, you could sign up and become a virtual volunteer. The cool thing now is... They have Be My AI. And with Be My Eyes and with Be My AI, this is not a place that you want to send sensitive documents. If you have something sensitive, you want to use something like Ira, which the folks are bonded and trained. But if it's finding the thermostat, different story. So I finally was approved for the beta of Be My AI. And my friend Brian was on NBC Nightly News a couple months back using it. I am shocked at how good it is. And I'll give you a for instance. I got an email in david at dgdesign.net from a company that wants us to outsource some of the web work. And it's somebody I've gotten prices from in the past And they were having a special. I don't remember if he called it a fall special, whatever it was. Everything was in text except for the different prices for the different people. Basically, what this company does, you could use them on a per-project basis, or you could get a worker 
at a specific position for a month. That was in an image. And when I became, when, when I got the email saying I was, a, I, I was approved for the beta of Be My AI, it gave a whole list of instructions, which has been great because with the Celeste glasses that I've been trying, it's kind of a little different. I've been told, oh, you can do this, or you can do that, but there's nothing really written up. A little bit, but not as much as this email was, as helpful as this email was from Be My Eyes. And it was from Mike Buckley, was supposedly the one that sent it out. He spoke at the NFB National Convention in Houston uh, back in July. So one of the things it said, you can have your already taken photos and have AI tell you what it is. And the description on some of the photos, I just, just playing around with it, I took a picture. I was sitting near the TV in our living room. I took a picture. Ziggy was laying on the tile in front of me, and our dining table was straight further past him. Off to the left was our couch, and there's a picture above the couch, and there's a thermostat on the wall. It described everything, including my shoe that was at the bottom of the picture because I had my legs crossed where I was sitting in the chair and it saw my shoe, a blue, t- a blue sneaker. And it, it was so descriptive and got Ziggy right. He didn't say Ziggy, but it said Golden Retriever. I would have also accepted Ziggy or Golden Menace. But it was so awesome how good it was. But when I remembered when I got this email today, I said, I'm going to take that into Be My AI and see how it does. So I grabbed the picture. I put the picture in my photos on my phone, and then I, I pulled it up and I put uh, open in Be My AI. It then described it perfectly. So there were four columns, and I had Liz verify this. There were four columns. What looked to be faces, she said that they were hexagons above each column, and each one was a little bit different color. The column, the, the part where the text was, was a plain color. I want to say it was black. I'm not sure. Maybe it was dark blue. And that's where the writing was. But then it had a red red border for the one and blue for another and so forth and so on. So there were four of those. It read and broke down each one and it was spot on with the way it did it and the way it read it out. Basically, the prices were $9.99 for a junior developer and $14.99 for a senior developer. Junior had two plus years, this senior five plus years, and that's 999 and 1499 per month. And you had to do it for three months. I don't need somebody like that. And I would never at this point ever do that. I do a per project if I need something. That's the way I've done it since we started digital graphics when we needed outside help. And we only do it when we need outside help. If it's something I can do, obviously I do it. So I thought, you know what? I noticed some other things there. Now, I always use Seeing AI. I said, let me see how that does. I, took, I opened it up in that. It did okay, but not nearly as good as Be My AI. I took it into Envision, and it read it. It went line by line. So I think the first one was Microsoft Developer. The next one was uh, Web Developer. And so instead of reading each column, it went across and then down. So you really couldn't get a good feel. It was useless if you wanted to know exactly what each job the people would do. Then I opened it in something else, and it was even worse. And I thought, man, this is something. So in a future episode, I will have Just Listen, I will show you how it does the different things like that, because it was, it was amazing to me the way it broke it down in Be My AI. Now, it says in Be My AI, it said, you know, look, don't use this when you're, <laughs> when you're out and about trying to cross the street or whatever. It's, it can give you some bad feedback. And I know that I'll find some of that bad feedback. But the cool thing with Be My AI, which at this point, seeing AI doesn't do, you take a picture. Let's say you take a picture of a menu and you say, what are the appetizers? And it'll tell you what the appetizers are or what are the chicken dishes or what is the this or what is the that? And so it's a back and forth. And so I'm really looking forward to messing around with that some more. 
uh, again, especially while I'm out at a restaurant or in a train station, wherever. It'll just be very, very helpful. That brings us to this week's Just Listen. And we live in a neighborhood that right down Michigan Avenue. No, not the same Michigan Avenue where the UFO landed. Like in Running Scared, if you've ever seen that movie. One of my favorites. Maybe two blocks away. I, again, they are weird blocks here, so it's not a typical block. But maybe two blocks away is a field called Black Rock Field. During the summer and spring, obviously baseball. And in the late summer and then the fall, football. And so what I have this week for you on Just Listen is the annual parade. They do a parade for baseball in the spring and they did the parade the other day for football. And that's what we're going to hear. But let me, <laughs> let me just tell you, we were watching from the step of our back door. Ziggy was going nuts because the fire engine was making so much noise. But after the fire engine passed, he calmed down and was okay. And it was kind of funny. It was just the boys, especially the football players, they're just walking and talking. They weren't really doing anything. And people are clapping and, and stuff like that. But then the cheerleaders came and I got really excited. Okay, this is going to sound like just more than just people walking down the street following a fire truck. And up the road, up Michigan Avenue a little bit, you could hear them cheering. When they get to near our house, no cheering. Once they passed our house, I could hear the cheering again. And I... <laughs> I said to Liz, couldn't they do that when they were right in front? I mean, come on. Because they did stop for probably a minute in between instead of continually going on. And I get it. Maybe they weren't going to do it the whole way to the stadium, to the field. Uh, but here it is on this week's Just Listen. It is football season here in Swarthmore. <laughs> And lastly, before we go, episode 082 of White Canes Connect. Lisa and I spoke to Melissa, Jessica, and Juliet. Yes, the same Juliet whose house we had dinner at. Now, we spoke to Juliet long before we had dinner at her house. We talked about an organization called Philly Achilles. Achilles International is, I'm guessing, international because it's in the name. But Philly Achilles is based in, obviously, Philly. And what it is, it is for athletes, hesitate to call them runners or walkers because some folks are disabled and use a wheelchair, so they're called athletes. They have guides that will run or walk with you. And the more I thought about it as I was editing the episode, when you run or walk with one of these guides, you do not use the white cane. So you've got to get a whole bunch of feedback from that person who is running with you. And typically they will run with each, the guide and the athlete holding on to a shoelace or something like that. And I wondered if I could, A, hold on to a shoelace. That's the one thing that would stop me from walking a great distance is having to use the cane all the time because my hands always hurt, especially the last few days, just unreal. 
So I wondered if I could do that. And as I'm editing, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going to run. I'm certainly never going to run. But I could walk, and I could walk a pretty good distance. So I may actually at some point try it. But on this week's episode of White Canes Connect, it's episode 082, available on Apple and Spotify. Again, it's those three. Melissa is the one who founded Philly Achilles. Jessica is a guide. And then Juliet is the athlete. The really cool thing about Jessica, her last name is Bear. And after we got done recording, I asked her, I said, I used to know someone named Debbie Bear. And she said, oh, my aunt was Deborah Bear. I said, did she work at West Coast Video? And she did. Debbie Bear, as I knew her, or Deborah Bear, as she's known now, trained me. She was the person that trained the franchisees of West Coast Video. And then she left the corporate side of it, and she and her then-husband got a store on their own. And it was a really good store. It was in a good shopping center on City Line Avenue and uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Maybe it was inside Philadelphia. It might have been considered part of Philly. Whatever. It was a great store back in the day when you used to have to go to a store to actually watch a movie. And so, yeah, so she – I. I if I remember correctly, she lives in Florida now. It was just it was just crazy to hear that that six degrees of separation, knowing knowing this person. And uh, Lisa said to me, "Do you think she'd remember you?" I said, "Lisa, that was 1986. I, I don't. Would you remember me from then?" <laughs> so I don't know if she would or not. But it was just very cool. So again, that's episode zero eight two of White Canes Connect about Philly Achilles. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, they run every or walk. Every Saturday at 9 a.m., you've got to reach out to Melissa. You've got to fill out some papers before you get going. If you just check out the episode, her email address is in the show notes if you want to reach out. But again, episode 082 of White Canes Connect. It was a really interesting talk with them. And it sounds like something that the walking part, at least, I could do because I, I walk all the time, as folks know. That is all I have for this episode of I Can't See You. It's episode 243. Want to take a look at the show notes over on the website, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 243. That's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 243, all numbers. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 243. Reach out to me on social media, Twitter slash X, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at David Benj on YouTube at David Benj, where you can also listen to each episode. You can also give me a call at 646-926-6350. A lot of sixes there. Again, I'll repeat it. 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Leave your name in town. If you do, leave a message and you can tell me something you like, something you don't like, whatever it is. Again, 646-926-6350. You can also email me, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I really do appreciate you listening to this episode of I Can't See You. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.